Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, ipso lacto. Angela brings the case against her good friend Justin. Justin claims that he hates and will not eat cheese, butter, or cream. His endless avoidance of dairy annoys Angela, whether they're dining at her house or out at a restaurant. Angela says Justin has knowingly consumed and enjoyed dairy products in the past and should own up to it. Who's right and who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Oh, hey, Jesse. You're not going to wear that shirt, are you? Don't you see that's not even a question? That shirt makes you look fat. That's because I am fat. You are not fat. If anything, I make the shirt look fat. Yeah, I used to be chubby when I was a little girl. Yeah, but I'm not a little girl. No, you're a big girl. A big, pretty girl. Big, pretty girl want to go for a walk? No, big, pretty girl want to do some judging. Swear him in, Jesse. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he will drink only Kobe milk produced by hand-massaged Japanese cows who are fed a diet of beer? Absolutely. I do. Very well, Judge Hodgman. Thank you very much, Bailiff Jesse. Uh, hello, Justin and Angela. For an immediate summary judgment, can either of you name the piece of popular culture that Jesse and I did a dramatic reading from as I entered the courtroom? Uh, was that Jeff Garland and Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm? Wow. Well, no. Oh. <laughs> what, what about what about you, Justin? I got nothing. All right. Uh, I am I am almost tempted to give you the judgment, Angela, oh. because that was Jeff Garland and other actors in the Jeff Garland film. I want someone to eat cheese with. Which is oh, I saw that too, and I remember that scene. Yeah, you remembered Garland. We all remember I the did. Garland. But uh, but you forgot the movie. Sorry. And once okay. again, summary justice is avoided. Okay. So let's get into it. Uh, Angela, what's Justin's problem? He he, don't, he doesn't want to eat the doesn't want to eat dairy. Well, it's it's more than he just doesn't want to eat dairy because he actually does, in fact, eat dairy. The main problem is that Justin claims emphatically that he doesn't like cheese or butter or cream. And you know, he, and you know better than he does. Well, no, he actually he eats it all the time. He eats pizza. He eats mm -hmm. fried mozzarella sticks. Mm -hmm. He puts a ton of half and half in his coffee. Mm -hmm. He eats ice cream. Oh. Um, and yet is, there, is there ever a time when he does not eat butter, <laughs> cheese, or cream? <laughs> yes, there are some times when he doesn't eat it. But Justin, then all right, go he ahead. will go to a restaurant and he will order things and he'll say, oh, no, no butter, no cheese, no cream. And he makes a real point of not getting these things and making a big deal out of it. And whenever we cook, he always asks for no butter, no cheese, no cream. But if I am making something and I put those things in it without his knowledge, he always... Uh, enthusiastically says how much he enjoys them. And what is your relationship? Oh, we're good friends. We've we've been friends for fifteen years now. We went to college together. He, oh, was, okay. he was the best man at our wedding. So so do you do you have what what, what stake do you have in in his weird dietary <laughs> preferences other than it's getting on your nerves, which is valid. Yeah. I just want to know if there's. Sure. I mean, it does get on my nerves. Mm. <laughs> it's also kind of vexing because you know it's just paradoxical. Uh, 
but other than that, it's you know it's a problem yeah. because I can't solve I, I like- can't solve every vexing paradox in the world. <laughs> Okay. What I want to know is how the, how this but, affects you other than you being annoyed. How often do you go out to eat sure. together? Yeah, well, we go over, we get together a lot. Um, we live in different cities in New York, but we spend Which a lot of time. We make it a point for our families. I live in Brooklyn. Justin, where do you live? I live in Canandaigua. Canandaigua. Are those syllables that you just str- yep. strung together? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Finger Lakes. So pretty oh. Region. oh, Oh, the, the cheese capital of upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what is the problem, Justin? Are you, do you have an allergy? Are you lacto intolerant? I am not. No. Okay. Uh, I just I, – I don't like it at all. Um, you don't, I had no, an no, incident no, no, when no, I was no, a kid. No, 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 no. It seems to me um, – do you, do you stipulate or do you agree that what uh, Angela says is true? I do. There, right. so, so it's not that you don't like it at all. You don't like it at some. <laughs> exactly. Explain why. Maybe the majority of it. The majority of – you don't like the majority of cheese. Correct. Right. You only like esoteric hipster cheese. Like one exception. What's the one exception? Mozzarella. 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 Okay. Explain to me what happened. You OD'd on cheese as a child. That was it. Um, Yeah. My mom was in the basement doing some laundry and I helped myself to those craft single serve and those greasy wrappers piled up at my feet and uh, I got sick. And I I definitely- How How many of those would you say you ate in what, in that one sitting? I would. I don't. I think they come, in, and it's been a long time because I don't purchase cheese. I have to think they come in blocks of like twenty-four. I've seen them at the store before, um, so I would. I would say I probably. I just dove in, and if I had to guess a number, hmm, maybe twenty. I think there was one or two left when I finally felt ill, and then it was just all over. You ate twenty pieces of cheese, and and that put you off cheese for the rest of your life. Well, yep, um, but not off. Pizza, I don't. I, guess. I don't. I don't. You know, this is not a term that I normally bandy about, but I sure. would say that you, sir, are a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat. I'll eat twenty slices of cheese right now, Jesse. I just ate thirty slices of cheese. Oh man! I don't know if I want to be on record saying that he's. <laughs> <a cheese. laughs> is that something we can say on our podcast, Jesse? I think we can bleep it. I think we should bleep it. Yeah, yeah right. it's funny <laughs> yeah, if yeah, we bleep yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. All right. That's can that's can good... we also stipulate that that kind of craft slices isn't even really cheese? How dare you? Mostly... How dare you, madam, come into my courtroom <laughs> and try to tell me what cheese is? Do you not know that I was a professional monger of cheese? I did not. For almost for almost five months. <laughs> no. At a time in my life when five months felt like a very long time in London. I... Cheese capital of London. Oh, I took care of a lot of cheese. I knew a lot of mm. cheese. I knew all the differences. I knew what a washed rind cheese was. I knew what a bloomy rind cheese was. I knew what a hard cheese, semi-soft, raw milk. You know what I would do? You know what my job would be when I came in in the morning? What's that? Turn the cheese over. See, that sounds really wonderful do you to know, me. Do you know why? Why? So the moisture gets through equally in the cheese as it ages. Cheese is a living thing, and it's a beautiful product, and I hate anyone who doesn't like it. That's a lot of cheese talk. I'm, yeah. admitting, I'm admitting my prejudice right here. <laughs> I'm hearing it. I would I'm wake into up, it. I would wake up in the middle of the night during my cheese, cheese dreams. My uh, cheese mind. Night- Excuse me, sir. I will have order. Shut your pie hole! Oh, it's been a long time since we had a good shut your pie hole. <laughs> had to do what I had to do. I would wake up in the middle of the night having dreamed of cheese. And I would speak in my sleep, 
and I would say Stilton is a chump cheese. <laughs> and you know why? Why? Because it is. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. No, Stilton is a be- is a beautiful uh, storied cheese, and and argue and arguably the king of blue cheeses. But if you have options, whew, do you know what I mean? I do. I definitely a, do. If you have an option of a cashel blue, uh, Stilton is chump cheese by comparison. So, sir, you, you had you had one bad experience with cheese. Sure. You have a post cheese traumatic stress disorder. What happens when you eat cheese now? I, I don't like it. So what does I, that I, just, mean? I generally avoid it at all costs. <laughs> at all costs? At the cost of the lives of your friends? Not at all costs, sir. All right. Maybe a little cost, I guess. It's, it's, if there's one thing I hate more <laughs> than anything in the world or the universe, it's hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're presenting yourself as the greatest generation of avoiding cheese. <laughs> I don't like to lose composure from the bench, but that may be that may be my favorite bailiff Jesseism of all time. Yes, you are so noble in your hatred of cheese, sir. You sacrificed so much. We all must now bow down before you. <laughs> When when can we stop thanking you for saving yourself from this international scourge of cheese? Can I also I add something? I don't know. I, I, you know what? I think summary judgment has almost been achieved. All right. I have a, I've not had much of a case here, I guess. Well, you know, here's the thing. You're not making a case for yourself because all you're saying is, I don't like it. And I get that you had a bad experience with cheese. And I respect, sure. I respect that people don't like certain foods. And I do not hate people who hate cheese. I can't claim to understand them, but I can't claim to understand a lot of things. But when you say you don't like it, does that mean you feel physically ill when it is around you? If you go to a, if you go to a, a restaurant and, and someone orders a cheese course at the end of the meal, Ooh. better than any other dessert, frankly, mm-hmm. like, do you feel physically ill? I do not feel physically ill. No, no, I just don't partake. Well, that's also not true. He eats cheese sometimes, and he also eats other kinds of dairy if it's something, if he's willfully ignorant of it. Because Ah, most recent time. Let me ask you, sir. Angela made some accusations, and I'm going to put them to you now. And I want you to answer Mm -hmm. honestly for once in your life. (laughs) Do you eat pizza? Yes. Do you put half and half into your coffee? Yes. Do you butter your toast? No. Oh, yeah. oh, I can understand why that offended you. <laughs> I, can, I can understand, given that line of questioning, how dare you? How dare All I do is eat pizza and put half and half in my coffee. So what is the rhyme or reason for you're eating cheese in certain cases and dairy for that altogether in certain cases and not in others? Is there a rhyme? Is there a reason? I think I have my own rhyme and reason. I'd that, say that will get you thrown out of this court immediately. <laughs> Don't, don't uh, repeat right. things back to me. Just tell me: Is there a rhyme sure. or reason? What is the what is the template? What is the flowchart by which you determine whether some cheese is okay and some isn't? Whether some dairy is okay and some isn't? Why pizza? Mozzarella? Bland. Okay, mozzarella is is the, or, right. Okay, same with fried fried cheese. Why do you eat fried cheese sticks? It's been a long time. Um, but S- since you are you it? saying you don't remember, sir? 
Uh, no, I'd say maybe four or five years ago I've had okay. a mozzarella stick. Okay. All right. So it's not, it's, it's been, not, it's been a while ago. Okay. And how often do you eat pizza? Every Tuesday. I see. I see. If the metaphor were to hold and you were the greatest generation of cheese haters, <laughs> you would, you would be the greatest generation of cheese haters that has, you know, like a bunch of Nazi memorabilia in your, in your, uh, <laughs> in your basement. I would not say that. You have yeah. a perverse fascination with it that you, that you care not to own up to. I would be the greatest hater six days of the week. Greatest hater six days of the week is a t-shirt that I would like to make immediately. Get the courtroom merchandise people on that immediately, Bailiff Jesse. Okay. Why about half and half? Why? Why is that okay? Well, I don't personally I don't think that tastes much like cheese. Right, but you're but you're against all dairy. When when I said butter, you acted like I was a crazy person for suggesting that you butter your toast. Butter has a flavor that I, I, I guess I just don't care for. Okay. Where half and half Coffee kind of drowns out that flavor. I don't have I, a glass of half and half. Can I interject something about butter? Because that's one of my, my main points against him. Okay. I'll so it. Justin actually loves butter. He doesn't know it, but he likes, for example, I've baked pie many times for him. We baked apple pie when we were all together. All right. And I put a stick of butter into each crust. Well, if you have and to. He, uh, you have to. And he loves that. And when we were on vacation a few years ago in Maine, we, my friend and I were making potatoes, grilled p- potatoes out on the barbecue. And that was a butter party. And he just went on and on about how much yeah. he loved the potatoes and I've how been, good they were. I've been to a Maine butter party. <laughs> we all <laughs> were in college. Time. We all were in college at one point in the Northeast. <laughs> Um, and so he's like, anytime I, I cook and he's not looking, I put a lot of butter in it and he always is going on about how, how, how good those things are more so than anything that doesn't have butter in it. I get more compliments about that. And of course I, I don't tell him there's butter in it because if he catches me putting butter in it, he gets all, all disgusted how gets do you, upset. How do you respond to that, to the butter inconsistency? I, I have a problem with this, with her slipping butter and cheese into <laughs> dishes and then secretly chortling when I eat uh, the knowing looks that she gives her husband and my wife when I'm eating something that she knows she threw a little cheese in and, and is just waiting for my comment. May, uh, I say I something, may, something I say, may I say something that will surprise you? Yes. I don't blame you. But you did not answer my question. Why do you like butter in certain, certain circumstances and, and not in others? Maybe I can't taste it. it sounds, that, that would have to be my answer. What, how would you describe the taste of butter that is so despicable to you? Hmm. Yellow. It's like the taste of yellow. Okay. Heavy. Do you have aphasia? <laughs> do you have synesthesia? Do you, do, you, do, you confuse, do you confuse sensory inputs? Do you think that tastes are colors? Not often. All right. Hmm. I don't understand. I'm just trying to figure you out. So that I can we make all a proper are. ruling. Uh, and maybe there isn't anything to figure out here. I mean, it may it may be that you simply don't do. Do you dislike the texture of butter? Yes. <laughs> it sounds like you're <laughs> sounds like you're leaping at anything to get off the hook. Definitely texture, and that's one of my problems with cheeses. Because I have tried all right. a couple of times. My my wife, I, I've tried cheese, mm. and it's the texture, the taste, the smell. 
I'll, I'll be honest, the look of it, it's a little bit of everything. The and whole the, package is not for me. And the milk? You don't like milk for, for the same well, I I do like ice cream. Okay. So it's in a different shape. And I'll drink a glass of milk with perhaps a, a brownie or chocolate cake. I don't, I don't want to hear about your nighttime routine, sir. <laughs> We're going to stick to your Tuesday routine, please. <laughs> tell me about, Angela, tell me about what happens in, in, uh, in restaurants. Well, in restaurants, this happens a lot when he'll, he'll order and he will often, he'll always stipulate like no butter, no cheese, no cream and tells them, you know, if it's toast, leave it dry. He always makes a stipulation about that. But in addition to that, he will also frequently ask if there is anything in it. I remember one time he ordered gnocchi mm-hmm. and he asked if there was any cheese in the gnocchi, which he never would have known. And they said yes. So then he wouldn't order it. And then the other thing that happens is I would say 50% of the time the dish comes with cheese on it or cream or butter or whatever it is. And then he's got to scrape it off or he has to return it. And then everybody's, you know, waits for him to eat and then everybody feels bad and it's, it's always, it's an issue. It always turns into a, you know, a complicated scenario because, you know, they, they, they get it wrong a lot of the time. You know, they're busy, they're on the line and it comes back with all this stuff all if over he, it. If he were, if he were a vegetarian yeah, and expressed equal, uh, equivalent questions about whether a soup was made with a chicken stock or whether there was any meat or whether there was any huge slices of steak in the salad that he was ordering. <laughs> would you feel equally, equally frustrated? Not at all. Why? I mean, I would feel frustrated if he was saying that and he was having brisket every Tuesday and mixing ground beef into his coffee. <laughs> but, you know, he's not. <laughs> I think you may be onto something. <laughs> ground, 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 mixing ground beef into your coffee is a Philadelphia tradition, you know. <laughs> <laughs> every, morning, every morning starts with a, 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 a nice big slice of scrapple. Mm-hmm. And some uh, and some uh, not just piping hot, boiling maliciously <laughs> hot coffee that you that you uh, that you cool down by stirring in some delicious cream chip beef. That's a it's morning. a Pennsylvania Dutch tradition. <laughs> that's right. That's a that's a that's a that's a Philadelphia special. Okay, I see. So you 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 hate the you hate the hypocrisy more than the particular dislike of this of this food grouping. That's half of it. That's most of it, actually. What's the, it's more than half. If, that, if that's half of the half and half, what's the other half? <laughs> the, other, the other half of this creamy delight. Uh, I think that the, the major thing is that I think that food is such a, a thing to enjoy in life. And it's something that I get so much satisfaction out of that I feel like he's just limiting the things that he can really enjoy. And by being picky like that, he's making it so that he is not enjoying something that I think it could be and should be. Have you ever been a spectator in this courtroom before? Uh, yes, many, many times. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Well, I, I appreciate that flattery, and uh, therefore you win. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, this has been settled. <laughs> but do you know, are you aware of the precedent that now has come into play many a times, which is you can't make people like things? Oh, absolutely, and I, I thought about so that. So why would you in. ask this court to even consider the argument that you think he should like something that he doesn't like? Well, it's because I don't think that it's that he should like something do you that think he that doesn't this court, like. Do you think that this court has all the time in the world? I do not. Do you believe that this court's time is valuable? 
Absolutely. Do you not know this precedent? I do know this precedent. So why would you waste this court's time with the argument that he should like something that he doesn't like because you think he should like it? Well, because I don't think it's that he should like something that he doesn't like. I think that he does like it and just doesn't know it. He's got this weird mental block about it. And so you know better than he does. Stopped, what he, you know oh, better no, 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 than he no, no, does no. what he likes. I don't think that. But I do think that when he doesn't And that know is what gives you leave there, to poison him with butter, <laughs> with secret butter. I have no no desire to poison him with secret butter. But I do like for him to, and to enjoy mock food him behind his back or to mock him to his face no. when you trick him into eating butter by sne- by sneaking it into otherwise unbuttered things I, i'm not gonna lie i i do kind of get a kick out of it when he you know raves about the, mm-hmm. the potatoes i'm not doing it for for the express purpose of tricking him i'm doing it because i know that it's better that way and that he will like it better that way and he does like it better that way deceiving your friend is just so to speak the non-dairy icing on the cake okay sir you go into a restaurant how much trouble you cause these people with your weird preferences Actually, I don't think it's all that much trouble. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I want you to answer honestly for once in your life. Okay. Did you ask if gnocchi is made with cheese? Sure. Okay. Don't be dumb. Of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you understand that if you go to an Italian restaurant, everything will be made with cheese? (laughs) I'm beginning to. Yeah. Okay. Please don't be dumb. Of course it is. If you ask uh, if something is is topped with cheese? I've asked that, yes. And when they say yes, what do you say? Can you please not do that? Wrong answer, sir. (laughs) But I understand. If something is served to you that has cheese where you do not wish it to be, what do you do? Do you send it back? No. I'm afraid, no. I I try to just scrape it off. Unless it's embedded, then uh, I know... Mm, it's better maybe to just try scraping it off myself. I can do that. I, I believe that Angela said that you send things back. Is that true or not true? I would say no. I don't remember the last time I've sent something back. Angela, I do, do you scrape remember stuff the, off. Do you remember the last time you sent something back? That he sent do I remember? Um, I don't. I, I, I feel like it, it happened at a Mexican restaurant once when it was just, you know, it came back with cream all over it. Yeah. Well, it was you know, un, un, unsalvageable without that. Sir, it's possible. Do you know that if you go to a Mexican restaurant, everything will be served with cheese? <laughs> yes. Do you know that there are there are there are cuisines that are not as almost exclusively cheese based as Italian and 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 Mexican? Yes. Okay. Do you do you agree that it is your responsibility to educate yourself about what foods have cheese in it and what do not have cheese in it? Yes. All right. What would you like me to order if I find in your favor? I would a just delicious like, pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want truth in our friendship. I don't want Angela to put secret cheese or butter into dishes she makes for me. Uh, she can just be honest, or she can just maybe not put the cheese or butter into the dish for me. Uh, that that would also be fine. Uh, certainly, if there was some food she didn't like, I wouldn't make it for her. Is there any food um, that she doesn't like? You know, I don't know. She eats. A lot. She does love food. Yeah. I do. 
Right. She loves what she sees as an opportunity to enjoy and taste life. And she doesn't understand anyone who is different from her. <laughs> Angela, is there any food that you don't like? There, I don't. There isn't really anything that I dislike. No. I mean, except, you know, processed. That's because you're a terrible snob. <laughs> Ish. Uh, do you eat raw milk cheese? Yes. Do you do you eat craft singles? No, I do not. Mm-hmm. What would you like me to order if I find in your favor? Well, I had a couple possibilities. One thing that I would like from to order, if it's something that is at a restaurant, like for example, gnocchi, where it doesn't say something smothered in gorgonzola right on the menu, I would like him to not ask what it contains. Because I think that if it is made with it and he enjoys it, he should just enjoy it. And the other thing I was thinking is a possibility is that perhaps you might compel Justin to take some kind of a cooking class where he learns to cook with and appreciate dairy and all of its glory and see if he actually maybe does like it if he gives it a shot. He doesn't he doesn't need a cooking class. He needs therapy. You understand that. <laughs> you could compel him to go to therapy and you know I mean? talk had, about had, his cheese traumatic stress He had disorder. a cheese aversion experience that he now needs he needs to work through with a qualified cheese reimmersion professional. Yes. Which is my new, my new which is my new reality show. <laughs> but uh but uh, but I don't I don't see what a cooking class is going to do. I'm, I'm going to say right off the bat that's not going to happen. Who would even pay for it? Me? No. <laughs> right. Okay. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. All right, I think I have everything I need in order to make my decision. I am going to go uh, into my chambers now and eat my hourly pound of cheese, and I will be back in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Justin, how are you feeling? A little worried. I'd say I I don't think uh, I'm going to win this one. Well, it's because your whole lifestyle is cockamamie. Uh, you know, it's one that I embrace, though, and uh, I'm not hurting anybody by not eating cheese. What about fact, dairy farmers? <laughs> I eat ice cream. You know, it's just select things from them that I, I tend to purchase, I guess. Oh, boy. Angela, how are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I was a little bit concerned coming in about the judicial precedent of not being able to compel people to like things they don't like. So I, I you know, hope that I have put it in a light where it's not that I'm trying to get him to like something he doesn't like, but rather to just get him to enjoy life a little bit more. What are you, the cheese police? No. (laughs) Is there a real cheese police? And who are they? I think he has called me the cheese police before. (laughs) I had a major cheese theft here recently, and I need someone to help me. (laughs) Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. I believe in two things very strongly. One is individual liberty and one is cheese. I don't see how these two things need to be mutually exclusive. Our cheese-loving forefathers fought and died on the on the on the on beaches the, of Normandy. I was I was going to I was going to say the dairy fields of France. <laughs> in order to secure us the liberty to enjoy cheese in all of its many glorious forms. I love cheese and honestly, my my weird cheesy dream state uh, statement is not true. Stilton is not chump cheese because there is no chump cheese. Only chumps. And you, sir, I don't understand you. There seems to be no internal consistency. And yet I will 
eat cheese to the death to defend your right to choose what you put in your mouth. I will say this very clearly. When someone does not, when someone claims to not like a thing and cannot provide an internally consistent and logical explanation for what they do not like, that person risks sounding like a five-year-old. <laughs> Children say things like, I don't like it. And they cannot explain why. And then they go and eat something just like it every Tuesday. So I do not want you to confuse my support for your non-dairy eating as admiration. I think, as Angela does, that you ought to try out some stuff and get over this. But you don't have to. It's your life. It's your body. There's one thing I do not like. It is people inconveniencing waiters and waitresses with a bunch of weird requests. And there I felt that I was going to have you, sir, pinned to the wall. But I do not get the sense that you are unduly bothering these people. The only thing that is being bothered is Angela's sense of propriety because she knows what the waiter or waitress does not know, which is that you are a dairy hypocrite and that the whole theater of your asking, is there a cheese or butter in a thing, is pointless because the next day you're going to go out and eat a stuffed crust pepperoni pizza. But that, but that, is, not, that is not outside answering such questions and providing uh, alternatives when they are asked for within reason is not outside the job description of a waiter or a waitress in a restaurant. I do not think you're unduly burdening those people. But again, I would say, if you have strong dietary preferences, in all cases, it must be the burden placed on you uh, to accommodate your preferences rather than force the burden onto anyone else. So I encourage you, sir, that when you go out to eat, educate yourself as to what does or does not have cheese in it. If you are truly not sure, you may ask one simple question, but let it end there. Now, I will say this to you, madam. I get where you're coming from, and this would drive me crazy too. But the law does not solve friends driving friends crazy. You have not you have not been purposefully harmed. True. You or you have not been you have not been materially harmed. You have not been materially inconvenienced. You have not convinced me that he has materially harmed or inconvenienced others. He has simply annoyed you. And meanwhile, you are deceiving him with secret dairy products, which is not okay. Now, you may go forward in life. And maintain this friendship. I deem that okay. And you may okay. go for it. Thank you. Thank and you. you. I'm, not, I'm not going to force you guys to split up as friends forever. Okay. And you, and you may challenge your friend's taste vigorously and aspirationally, hoping that he might, might, you know, you might become the cheese aversion therapist that he so desperately needs. But you must do so on the up and up. Sneaking something into food oh. – is not what a friend does to a friend. It is what a parent does to a five-year-old. <laughs> that, is not, that, is, that is not the dynamic that you want to have in this relationship. Okay. Now, I have to say, 
you did waste this court's time with an argument that you, your good taste, somehow gives you the right to say what another person should like. And therefore, out of sheer malice, this court <laughs> finds you in contempt and sentences you to eat three craft singles. Oh, gross. Nice. Yo, don't you, don't you start laughing, buddy. You have to be there when she does it. Otherwise, I find in favor of the defendant. The complainant may not sneak butter into his food. The defendant can still have his weird eating habits, but don't, don't foist it off on anyone else. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Angela, how are you feeling? Oh, I, I got I got schooled here. I, I kind of saw it coming. Uh, I didn't think it was going to go over well that I had been sneaking him butter surreptitiously. Um, I, I am wondering if this also is going to extend to all of the other people that do it to him. <clears throat> Are they not allowed to do it anymore either? Oh, no. <laughs> Justin, how are you feeling? <clears throat> well, I'm glad that there's an end to the deception, at least on one front. Uh, this is news to me. I'm hoping my wife doesn't sneak cheese and stuff. That would shatter me. Angela, if only there was some product, perhaps of a cow, that you could drown your sorrows in. I think I'm going to go do that as soon as this call is over. Justin, Angela, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Good luck, you guys. Don't, Thank are you. you. Are you leading a cheese-sneaking conspiracy, Angela? Are you, <laughs> are you part of a cheese-sneak ring? This is like a reverse Jerry Seinfeld's wife type situation. <laughs> it's like, ha-ha, he'll never know that he's eating butter. <laughs> <laughs> I won't confirm nor deny that. All right. Good luck. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Do you have a mom in your life that you'd like to celebrate? There are very few better ways than giving an aura frame to someone you care about. These are beautifully Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos of your memories with your mom, stepmom, a mentor, friend, uh, whatever it is in your life who might enjoy seeing photos from your life. Aura frames are the way to go. Judge, there's a very special mom in my life, Ms. Teresa Thorne. Yes. Uh, that's my wife and also a, a whole human being in her own right. Guess what's guess what's on her bedside table? Yes, that's right. You guessed it in one, an aura frame. <laughs> what I love about the aura frame is you don't have to load a bunch of stuff onto an SD card or whatever, like with the old digital frames. It is so easy to get the pictures on there. So like when Teresa texts me a cute picture of one of our children or our dog, uh, or one of our siblings texts us a cute picture of one of them or one of their children. Uh, all I have to do is hit that share button on my phone and I can share it right to the frame and then it lives there for as long as I want. I can also take it off whenever I want, but I don't even have to open the Aura Frames app, which is a great app. 
but I don't right. even have to go there. It just goes straight into wherever I want it, uh, whichever frame I want, or I have multiple aura frames in my house, or all of them. Uh, it is incredibly easy. That's why Wirecutter chose it as the best digital photo frame. That's why it's one of Oprah's favorite things. Uh, it is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code Hodgman at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Stitch Fix. You know that boost of confidence you get when you put on an outfit that just feels good? You know what that's like. That's what I get when I use Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a human stylist, not AI. A human being who understands your style, size, and budget. They do all the shopping for you, and it's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season or any other. This professional stylist picks the clothes. They can either send you a box where anything you don't want is unbelievably easy to return, or they can make a little storefront for you just from stuff that they recommend for your taste and your body. Uh, it, it is an absolutely incredible service. They give you styling advice, outfit recommendations, the whole thing soup to nuts. And like I said, if you don't want it, if you don't like it, it is unfathomably easy to send it back. They give you an envelope that's big enough that has the postage and the labels on it. All you have to do is shove the thing in there, close it up and drop it off at your local mailing center. It is that easy. Can I also say the stuff that my stylist at Stitch Fix picks for me? I really like it. Like, they know me, and it's really terrific. Plus, if you've got small people in your life, sadly, my small people are now adults shopping for themselves. But if you've got little kids, it's a terrific way to, to get togs for your kids. Style that makes you feel as you, as you want to look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. That's stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Stitchfix dot com slash jjho hi this is biz and this is the final season of one bad mother a comedy podcast about parenting this is going to be a year of celebrating all that makes this podcast and this community magical i'm so glad that i found your podcast I just cannot thank you enough for just being the voice of reason as I'm trying to figure all of this out. Thank you and cheers to your incredible show and the vision you had to provide this space for all of us. This is still a show about life after giving life. And yes, there will be swears. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. And as always, you are doing a great job. All right, class, tomorrow's exam will cover the science of perfect pitch, the history of pride flags and speedrunning video games. Any questions? Ah, yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything. Where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> obviously not. No. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Craft single? Thank you very much. No, no, let me unwrap it. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not only half the pleasure, it's actually two-thirds of the pleasure of <laughs> eating a craft single. Although in total, there's not that much pleasure. I think that's the central problem with you, a craft single. Do you know what the holy, what the, what the, what the rare, the, the, the rarest Magic the Gathering card there is in the cheese-eating world? What's that? Individually wrapped craft singles of white American cheese. Uh-huh. Oh. Only rarely, rarely found. Those are when you throw those down on the table. That's a power move. That's <laughs> um, a double gotta, Pokemon. You got to clear a lot of mana, my friend. Wait, tap a lot of mana. Tap a lot of mana. Tap a lot of mana. That's a thing from Magic the Gathering. I'm a hater six days a week. <laughs> Can I'm we please days, talk about something I know week. about, like pogs? <laughs> Here's a case on the docket. You know, from, pog, you know what a pog is, right? You know where that, those originally came from? Uh, it stands milk. for pineapple orange guava. Milk bottle caps. Yeah, pineapple orange guava juice caps. Oh, is that what it was? That's what it stands for, pog. Is that for sure? Yeah. Oh. Passion fruit orange guava, maybe. One or the other. Let's go on, and I clear the stocking. Sarah writes, My sister and her husband are hosting a number of people for Thanksgiving. Sarah, I usually, Sarah's wrong. Moving on. <laughs> I usually arrive early and help out making pies and side dishes. Sure. This year, my sister wants me to make dishes in advance using her specific recipes. Is it right to ask people who are decent cooks to follow the host's recipe? Did I already mention that I spent a lot of time in that kitchen following orders? I'm so glad that I have a chance to address this because when I saw this in the email, uh, I didn't know that we were going to be doing that on the docket today, and I feared that I would not be able to address this before Thanksgiving, so I'm really glad that this came up. By the way, if you have any disputes that you would like me to resolve, you just write me at, uh, what is the email address? Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. Those go directly to me, and I review each one of them. Uh, so, here's what I have to say. Uh, Thanksgiving is a time for family. Thanksgiving is a time for families helping each other out. Uh, it is perfectly reasonable for the host to ask their family members to help each other out. It is perfectly reasonable for siblings to boss each other around. But you are not your sister's employee. Therefore, it is not appropriate for your sister to insist that you follow a specific recipe. You are helping her. You are not serving her. You know what I don't like about Sarah's sister's recipes? No. Not enough butter. Not enough butter. Yeah, throw a little yeah, butter in there. Right. You know what? Follow her recipe, but just add a pound of butter. Of Absolutely. Secret, of secret, Angela's secret butter. Oh, man, I've got great news, Judge Hodgman. Oh, boy. We have an update from Noah from the Defleeter House case. That's a legendary case. This, was, this is undoubtedly my favorite. You can tell. Just listen to the playback of that case. You can tell it's my favorite case. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll wait while you go and do it. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> I still enjoy listening to this case. I, like, replay it in my mind regularly and laugh about how much I enjoyed this. So give us a quick pricey of what this case was all about. So it's two brothers who live in a place so rural and just generally unwanted that you can buy a house for less than a car costs. Yes. And the house they bought, in order to save money on rent... They bought, again, I'll just repeat that. They bought a house to save money on rent. Sure. And it has holes in the walls. <laughs> and bats come in through the holes. <laughs> and one of the brothers just, <laughs> the disagreement was, should they patch up the hole in the bathroom so that the bats don't come in? 
Or should they just keep the bathroom door closed so one of our bats come in or confined to the bathroom? Right. They would be isolated in the bathroom. And one of the brothers, the brother who suggested just keeping the door closed was also the brother who said, I don't understand what the problem is. If you see a bat, kill it with a dictionary. I thought they should just get themselves a nice airtight Buick Riviera or something with their $18,000 or whatever it was that they spent on this house. And then sleep inside of it. But do you know what, what, what they would have suffered then? What's that? Buick mites. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, In the rich Corinthian leather? Yeah, that's why Buick mites are called that. <laughs> okay. Because I love Buick. So what did happen? Oh, here's the update. I just wanted to send an update in case anyone wondered if I had succumbed to rabies or if Adam had been kidnapped by PETA. Oh, by the way, Adam, the brother, yeah, he figured that if any bats got in, they could just kill them with a broom. Well, I thought it was like he kept a, th- a like a huge dictionary next to his bed and he would smash that it. That was another part of his plan. He had a multi-part plan. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had really worked this out for a person who's obviously, whose life was in shambles. He clearly, you know, he wasn't dreaming about cheese. He was dreaming about bathing in bat blood. <sighs> oh. Our mom heard the podcast after it went live and ordered our dad to come and help us fix the ceiling. The house was thoroughly and humanely, that was a very important issue that we looked at in this case, bat-proofed just in time for both of us to move out. Adam and I both accepted jobs teaching English abroad. Adam went to the Republic of Georgia and was attacked by a bat the day after he arrived. (laughs) Bats... You know, there are significant underground communication paths between bats. They get a if lot. You piss off one bat or talk badly of a bat on a podcast. Don't you think those Romanian bats are going to hear about it? Don't be naive. They have very poor eyesight and are deeply committed podcast listeners yes, ex- for that reason. Exactly so. <laughs> bats don't listen to podcasts because they're happy. Um. <laughs> Uh, Noah says, I'm now teaching in China. As you probably know, bats are considered lucky here. So I think that this proves that Judge Hodgman is truly the embodiment of karmic as well as internet justice. I think our bat house won in the long run. Like, (laughs) Like it must in any horror story. But my time living in fear is thankfully at an end. What a beautiful little tale. But what I didn't hear was what happened to their house. Did they sell that house? They probably, they must have sold it. I mean, you, you put a, you fix the ceiling in the bathroom, you got to be able to get an extra 50 bucks. That brings the price up to 350 bucks. <laughs> I would just be very disappointed if they sold that house and did not insist that a plaque be affixed to the outside commemorating its place in Judge John Hodgman history. <laughs> <laughs> I think even calling it a sale is probably a misnomer because they did, as I understand it, trade it for four sacks of sugar. The first, the first person who sends me a photo of themselves in front of the bat house will get a prize. It'll be a good prize, too, It'll because be we've never revealed the address of this house. No, but they can figure it out. Yeah, use use that library where they figured out about the map. That one girl figured out about the 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 house and the trees and the river. Exactly so. And don't try and don't try to trick me, because I have Noah's email address and he will verify 
which which if 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 that is indeed the bat house it can't just be a bat house don't just knock holes in your walls right invite bats in by putting fruit and insects inside your bathroom and then take a picture in front of your house right no go back and listen to the podcast get the clues contact these dudes if you're able to find them on the internet get their permission find the location take a picture of yourself in front of the bat house and if you, particularly if you affix a plaque <laughs> well, don't 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 affix anything to any house that you don't own. That's a, that's a law. But if you take your picture in, in front of it, <laughs> is as, that it, it, it is? It just passed. Nanny state. I know. It's just it's just because of the election. You yeah. know, we should have voted for Romney. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a picture of yourself in front of that. I will give you. I will give you a, a boxed set of my books of complete world knowledge, specially signed and decorated by me, and also something else from my office. Can they get a copy of your uh, new audiobook of your books? Well, the, my audiobook is download only, but I'll send you a. I will send you a a, a, a code. Excellent. Okay. You know what? Now that I think about it, Christmas is coming up. That's true. And that would be a great thing to put in someone's stocking a code to download the audiobook version of your new book. I should. I should. I should probably print out codes. Yeah. <laughs> Or you can do it yourself, I think, on iTunes, right? And, yeah. Uh, and other yeah, I think people can just do it themselves in iTunes. I don't know. I just It just occurred to me. Do you know what I think would be a great, uh, a great holiday gift? What's that? Well, cheese by mail, but also <laughs> uh, to make a donation in someone's name to Maximum Fun. Sure. Because everyone will feel happy about that. Yeah, everyone feels happy about that. Exactly so. Too bad the world's going to end on December 21st. But if Christmas comes... You can you can donate to Maximum Fun, or buy a bunch of junk from me. How about that? We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org/slash/donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at Forum.MaximumFun.org and our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.